Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Good evening, everyone. It is Friday, December the 1st, 2023. It is currently 1020. 2 p.m. Central Time, and I am coming to you live from the Theology Central Studio, located right here in Abilene, Texas. Friday, December 1. Friday, December the 1st. That means we are very, very, very close to the beginning of Advent. On Sunday, That will be the first Sunday of Advent and will begin the Advent season. Now, whether you celebrate Advent, you ignore Advent, you have some reason that you think it's, you know, something you should not do. All it is is a period of time set aside to focus on the first and second coming of Jesus Christ. And so some at some point on Sunday, I will sit down. There is a table downstairs. And on that table, there is an Advent wreath. And in the middle of that Advent wreath, there are candles. And sometime on Sunday, I'm going to sit down with my Bible in front of that wreath, in front of those candles. I'm going to take this box of matches. And I'm going to take a match. And I'm going to light this match. And then I'm going to light a candle, or a match, obviously not this match. I'm going to light that candle, and I'm going to just take a few moments. I'm just going to sit there for a few moments before I do anything, before I pray, before I read, and I'm just going to look at the light on that candle. In fact, if I do it at night, I might make sure all the lights are off so that I can barely see anything, and then I'm going to strike that match, light that candle, and I'm just going to sit there in the darkness looking at the light of that candle, and I'm just going to sit there for a few minutes just thinking about that light. It's going to be dark all around me, right? If I do this late at night and I'm just going to sit there and look at that light, that light's going to seem insignificant compared to the amount of darkness around it, right? If the whole house is dark, that little bitty light, it's not, it's it's going to seem insufficient with the amount of darkness around it, but it, it gives you at least a sense of of hope, a sense of, well, okay, if I have this light, if I carry it over here and if I carry, if I carry it with me, it will dispel the darkness enough that I'll be able to see, even though it's a little light. And considering how dark the house would be if I wait till night and I turn off all the lights, that little bit of light would give me a sense of, of hope or a sense of, okay, I can see a little bit. I can take another step. I can, I can make it to another room. I could, I could, I could possibly light another candle. I would be able to at least see if I got just that little bit of light, it would give me some sense of hope. And if you think about it, Advent on that first Sunday of Advent, when we light the first Advent candle, it's it's just a little bit of light, a little bit of hope. It's a little bit of expectation of what we are looking to. We're looking to celebrate the first coming of Christ. And that first coming of Christ gives gives us some sense of hope and confidence in the second coming of Christ. So here I am on a Friday night, fast approaching Advent here in the studio, late at night, now 10, 
What time is it now? It's currently 10.25 p.m. Here I am. And I'm not filled with an emotion of hope. I'm not filled with an emotion of expectancy. I'm not even filled with a hope of celebration. I'm I'm filled with uh, maybe feelings of, uh, I don't, discouragement, confused, conflicted, bothered. Don't, I mean, I, it should be like, Advent will be here Sunday. Oh, it's a great, it's, it's the time of Advent that will lead to a time, you know, to celebrate the birth of Christ and Christmas. But we all know that for many people, the holidays are not, not, not such a great time. But, but typically Advent, I, I, I typically look forward to Advent to some, to some level because I always think, okay, I've got, I've got this a little bit of time and I'm going to do something spiritual so that I can make this all about Christ and not about me and not about this or not about that. But before I know it, it will be gone. But what's kind of surprising to me, what, what's kind of surprising Maybe it's not surprising. Maybe it's a little shocking. Maybe it's a little bothersome. Maybe it's a little troublesome. I I don't know if I have a good word for it, but something else has captured my mind and my attention leading up to Advent. And I, I saw this article on November the 28th at 11, 18 p.m., November the 28th. And I have been bothered by it since. I think I mentioned it on uh, on Wednesday night when we were talking about things related to Advent, things about the first and second coming. I gave everyone a kind of an Advent Bible study exercise to work on. But even though I've, I've been trying to work on that exercise, we did a little bit of work on that exercise at church on Wednesday. Even though I've been trying to think about some of those things, I still find myself greatly bothered and, and conflicted, right? Here's the headline. Here's the headline. Number of suicides in the United States in the year 2022 reached records this is very important reaches record level let me read the headline again number of suicides in the United States in 2022 reaches or that's the way the headline reads or reached record levels A record number of people in 2022 ended their lives. They, they, they reached a point where they didn't see hope. They didn't see light. The, the candle, the candle, the light on the candle went out and they were just in darkness and they couldn't see behind them. They couldn't see in front of them. They couldn't see to the left. They couldn't see the right. They reached an end. They reached a total they, they, they found themselves in a pit of total despair and they didn't see light anywhere. And they ended their life. Here's a little bit from the story itself. Let me grab my iPad here. 
the number of suicides in the United States has hit a record high, new provisional federal data shows. In 2022, 49,449 people died by suicide. In 2022, an estimated 49,000 people, 49,449 to be more exact, 49,449 people died by suicide. 49,000 people. I, I can't wrap my mind around that. If it was one person, if it was two people, that would be a tragedy. That would be horrible. That would be horrifying because a human being created in the image of God reached a point where they found no hope, no point in going on, and they thought the only solution was a permanent solution, and that was to end their life. But when it's over 49,000 people, I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, that's that to me goes beyond even a tragedy. That goes beyond even something horrifying. It, this reaches a level that I do not even have words for. This is a, an epidemic. This is a this is a, a like a, a red alert to all of society. Something deep, deeply wrong is wrong within society. Something something is deeply wrong within culture for that many people to reach a, a point of total despair. Something has to be wrong, and I don't know if I I don't know if I have the answers. I don't know if I have the answers. I, in fact, I know I don't have the answers. I don't know what is causing that. I've read all of the speculation, loneliness, bullying. I've heard I've heard I've I've heard people offer all kinds of suggestions, right, of what's causing it. But nobody. I don't know if any. Anyone has a definitive cause because the one thing I do know about suicide is that it's a very individual journey. It's a very individualistic path. Your life, whatever's happening to you, mix it. Maybe circumstances. Maybe there aren't any circumstances. Maybe it's your own internal journey. Maybe it's not based off something external that's pushing you and driving you towards that horrible end. It may be something internal that's driving you there. Something that, that's eating you away. Maybe it's a memory of something in the past. Maybe you don't even understand why. Every person is, it's totally different. Maybe there's common denominators, but I think it's a very individualistic thing, which makes it very difficult to know what to do. But when that many people in society have reached that point, I think, I think we should stop and take notice. I know right now in our culture, everyone's divided. Everyone's fighting over everything. It just seems like one horrible thing after another horrible thing. And it just seems like nobody has any solutions and people are more divided. We hate one another and we're tribalistic and we have our own teams. And, and it's just, and there seems to be such a level of hatred and, and a lack of just common decency and respect. I mean, we could talk about just how it feels, right? And, and again, maybe that feeling is even an accurate representation. Maybe that's the feeling we're, we are experiencing because of what we're watching or listening to. And I'm not saying that that's the blame. I'm just saying if you pay attention, if you look at what's going on in the world, sometimes we only see and hear the negative, which could give us a, a, a maybe, maybe a flawed view, but maybe, you know, at the same time, maybe it's not that flawed. I, I don't know. I don't know if I can identify it, but I know this, that I am this close to Advent 
And I, and I am. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take my candles and I'm going to sit there with the Advent wreath that I purchased. And I've got all my candles ready. I'm going to light the first candle. And then, you know, the first Sunday of Advent, the first Sunday of Advent, if I'm looking here at, at, at the uh, lectionary readings, the first Sunday of Advent, I may, I may read Mark chapter 13, verses 33 through 37. Mark chapter 13, verse 33 through 37. And I may read those words. And then on Monday, um, you know, depending on, on Monday, I was going to, I was going to, I'm going to look here at the readings for Monday. Okay. So uh, s- uh, Sunday is the first Sunday of a- Advent. Then, then I can look at the readings for Monday. I, I, could, I could go on. I, we, I could sit here and give you all the readings. But I could sit here and we could look at the readings for each uh, day. I, could, I, I, can, I can try to think about them. But as I'm sitting here contemplating what I'm going to be reading on Sunday, what I'm going to be reading on Monday, because each day I'm going to light the candle and do the readings, light the candle, and do, light the candle and do the readings. I'm not, I don't know if I'm going to have any you know, great study. It's just, I'm going to light the candle and do the readings and maybe try to meditate, maybe try to write something down. Who knows? I'm going to try to do something. But that light, that light of that candle, that, that, that to me signifies some level of hope, some level of there's something more, right? And so it's just, surprising, shocking, confusing to me that I'm this close to thinking about that, lighting the candle, reading scripture. I mean, I was going to go ahead and give you all the scriptures, but then I thought, well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that right now. Um, because that's not the point of this. The point is I'm kind of, it's just a weird place to be. It's a weird place to be that this close to Advent, and I'm thinking about over 49,000 people who ended their lives. I'm thinking about suicide. You want to, to believe. You want to hope that at least deep down, maybe theoretically, maybe theologically, that if people had the message of Christ, they would have some hope, right? If they, if they knew that Christ came, the eternal son of God took upon human flesh and walked on this earth to, and he came to keep the law on our behalf and to die for our violation of it. And in him, we can be saved and we can have eternal life. That God did not leave us in this horrible state we, we know as life, but he came to save us from our sin so that we can have eternal glory and eternal light. So that, so that first candle, you know, it, 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 we're just, at least symbolically, it's that there's the baby in the manger. It's just a little light. And most of the people in Jerusalem, they didn't even know he was there. People, people were sleeping in the end. Nobody was paying any attention. And, and you want to hope that maybe that light would, would, would give people, that light would give people some hope. We, we know the Bible uses this imagery a couple of times. We see it right there immediately in John chapter 1, right? In John chapter 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. All things were created through him, and apart from him, no, no one thing was created that has been created. In him was life, and that life was the light 
of men. And that light shines in darkness. And yet the darkness did not overcome it. That Jesus was that light. And the darkness could not overcome it. Even though it seemed insignificant, it seemed small. A little baby in a manger seems insignificant, seems almost foolish, but the darkness could not overcome it because that baby was more than just a human baby. That baby was divine. That was God incarnate. That was the, the, the word that was in the beginning and that was with God and was God, became flesh. The that should, should that not bring us some hope? And then we know in John chapter 8, we read these words. Jesus spoke to them again. I am the light of the world. Anyone who follows me will never walk in the darkness, but will have the light of life. Light. Light. It, it's used frequently in scripture. It's used frequently. And, and that, and right now I'm, I'm kind of conflicted, right? On one hand, I, I'm, all I can think of is 49,000 people plus who ended their lives. They entered into a place of com- total and complete darkness and they could see no light. But we are so close to celebrating four weeks of Advent where we look to the coming of Christ, the first and the second. And and, and in a sense, there's light there. Because if Christ came the first time, then we know he will come the second time. And when he comes the second time, he will come in his glory and power and might. Yes, there will be judgment. Yes, there will be a horrible thing. But for those of us in Christ, there will be life. There will be light. There will be salvation. There will be no more pain, no more suffering, no more death and no more tears. There is light. So, so we can grab onto that, right? Each week of Advent. And then finally on Christmas Eve night, maybe Christmas Eve night, we light, if you're using an Advent wreath, the Christ candle, right? The white candle in the middle. And then because the light has arrived, now all the candles are lit, all of them in the Advent wreath. Even the Christ candles sometimes referred to. Now, all that light right there, maybe right at midnight on Christmas Eve. And we remember that now the Son of God has come. He has been born in Bethlehem. The light has arrived. Salvation has come. The one who will bring salvation. And we can celebrate that. And now we celebrate that looking back. But we, in sitting in that light, we have to look to there is a time coming and we want that time to get here. And sometimes it seems like it's never going to get here And life. Look, even for those of us who believe life can get confusing, complicated, lonely, dark, discouraging, depressing, confusing, not knowing what to do. We, we can all feel that. We can all feel that. We all experience that in little ways, little, little things go wrong in life. And you find yourself like, how did I end up in this situation? Now we can look into the darkness. We can walk 
deeper into the darkness. We, in a sense, can embrace the darkness. We can, we can almost allow ourselves to be drowned by it. We can just look for maybe one little light on a candle. That says Christ is coming. Salvation is coming. And, and instead of looking and embracing the darkness, we walk a little bit to that light. That preach is good. I don't know how that plays out necessarily in real life because here's what I know. And, and, and I, it's just a weird place to find yourself this close to Advent. And I'm thinking suicide. I have no idea. In fact, well, I, I probably do have an idea. This episode is not going to be listened to by that many people. Some people will see Advent and be like, I don't care about Advent. Okay, so they're, they're not going to listen to that. Others will see suicide and like, oh, that's just morbid. I don't want to hear that. So a lot of people are just going to not worry about it. So I can't worry about numbers here. But I, I know this to be a fact. Believer, unbeliever. Doesn't matter. So we get closer and closer each day. I mean, just think about it. We're December the 1st. We're, I mean, before we know it, we're, it's going to be Christmas Day. Before we know it, it's going to be Christmas night. Before you know it, Christmas is over. It's going to be here. It's going to be a blink of an eye. But I know in that time, there's going to be people who are going to find themselves in the darkness some way, somehow, emotionally, mentally, they're going to find themselves overwhelmed with confusion, doubt, loneliness, despair, frustration, anger, bitterness. And many of them may not have any place to turn. Who knows where they're going to end up on a maybe Christmas Eve or, or Christmas Day or Christmas night. Who knows where they're going to be? They may be sitting somewhere completely alone. Maybe they're in their car driving who knows where alone. Maybe maybe, maybe they don't even know where they're going to. Who knows where any of us will be on Christmas Day? Who knows? But maybe they will find this. And maybe instead of Looking to the darkness, maybe, and, and, and I say this for my own benefit, right? Not that I've got this figured out by no means. I've spent plenty of very depressing Christmas nights, okay, plenty of them. But maybe instead of walking towards that darkness, we, we, we can light a candle. Light a candle. And then light the second candle for the... First, the one, first candle is the first week of Advent. The second candle is the second. The third is the third week. The fourth is the fourth week. And then Christmas Eve night, we light the Christ candle. And then we sit in the light of Christ. Not in the light of our own goodness. Not in the light of our own spirituality. Not in the light of anything about us. In his light, his grace, his mercy. And the hope of his coming. The hope that somehow all of this will make sense someday. I don't know if it will ever make sense. But there's a purpose. There's a reason. There's, a, there's something about all of this. I don't know what you do if there's no purpose and there's no meaning. I don't know where you find light. 
So here's my suggestion. I know I've given everyone the other Bible study to work on, but the first coming and the second coming, the positive and negative attitudes and actions in regards to uh, to each. And I hope you are working on that. But if you want to add something to this, if you're going to do the lectionary readings for Advent, that's great. But let's do this. Let's work on finding as many Bible verses that speak about light. Not so much the the darkness ones, right? Because darkness typically is related to sin or being lost. Let's look at ones that relate to light. From the Old Testament to the New, something that mentions light, and we see it in a it points us to something spiritual, something hopeful, something beneficial. And let's try to make a list of those. And maybe, maybe as you have a list of those, pick your favorite. All you need really, you know, well, you could have four only, but if you can pick maybe eight, nine, ten, whatever, just have them. And then, and then even, even if you don't have an advent wreath, even just, even if you just have one candle, if that's all you have, then maybe each day of advent, you just light that one candle and read that one, read a verse that mentions light in a positive way and just meditate on what that verse has to say about light in a positive way. And then the next day, do the same thing. Even, even if it's just the same candle, that's okay. Because, I mean, I, I mean, unless you go out and buy a, an Advent wreath tomorrow and the candles, then, you know, you don't really have time to order one and have it arrive. But, but even if you just have one candle, you can do this. And it, it, you may say, well, who cares? It's just a little bit of symbolism, which sometimes is beneficial to us. Right, right over here behind me is, is a lamp, studio lamp. It's bright. Oh, it's so bright. It's so bright. But if I reach over and turn that off, it's going to get, it's going to get pitch black in this studio other than the light of, uh, the, the MacBook that's uh, currently here looking at me, or I'm currently looking at it. Its light is shining at me. But if I was to turn all of this off, and if I was to light this candle, or if I was to light this match, strike this match, light it, this thing would seem so insignificant to the darkness in this room. But it would be something, right? In other words, with this little bit of light on this match, Right, I if in this room pitch black, I would be able to see something. It it would be sufficient. It would seem insufficient in one way because the darkness around it would be greater than the light coming from it. But it would be a bright enough that I could see that I could take three steps and and four steps, and I could make my way to the stairwell, and then I could walk my way down. I mean, obviously. You know, the, the the match would burn down to my fingers and I would have to blow it out or burn my fingers before I got downstairs. But I could at least, I could probably get from this table to the stairwell with it. If I took this and lit another one, I could probably get all the way down. But I could probably get close to out of this room with one candle, with one um, match. That light is very symbolic and, 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 and it's a biblical symbol. It's a biblical concept because it's right there in John chapter 1. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. Now we we could talk about that phrase. Well, I mean, we could we could do we could go into a full blown Bible study right here. 
But I want you to compile a list of, of scripture. And I know you can do a Google search and find them, but try to see what you can find without the Google search. Try to find them. I mean, the goal when I give you these assignments is to try to get you actually in the Bible, right? But look and, and try, and don't just find, oh, that has the word light. Look at what it's saying. And like, what, what, what do you derive from that? What is, and don't just try to read something into it. A verse that really says, oh, that says something about light that, that, okay, that, that's, I, I, I like that. And then just during Advent, just read it while you light a candle. And if you can, sit in darkness before you light the candle. Just sit in. That, that's a, that, I think it's a good exercise. Just sit in utter, complete darkness for two, three minutes. Just complete darkness. And then light the candle. And then all of a sudden, you'll see that light. Hopefully, that'll give you that somehow in Advent. The first coming and the second coming is to give us some sense of hope some sense of expectancy, something to look forward to because the world gets dark and my, my own personal feelings, all right, is that 2024 is going to be dark. I feel 2024 is going to be a dark, dark year. I don't know why. I'm just uh, absolutely convinced 2024, it's just going to be like, what is happening? I know the, it's been that way for a long time, pandemic and, and political upheaval and fighting and, and yelling and screaming and just war and, you know, Ukraine, now war in, in Israel and Gaza. Just I, I just seem like everywhere. Government that seems incapable of doing anything but fighting with itself. It's just the whole thing is, it just seems so like, what is going on? I just feel 2024. In some ways, I feel like we haven't even, I feel like, I don't know. Just again, it's a feeling. Feelings do not match, do not equal reality, right? It's just a feeling, but I feel like we may need four weeks of thinking about light. I think we may need four weeks thinking about light, then Christmas, really celebrating that light, because before we know it, we're going to say goodbye to 2023, and we're going to enter into 2024, and I feel like there's going to be some darkness there. And even if it's not as dark as I feel, for your life, for my life, it could get very dark. And we can look to the light that this world tries to offer. We could look to the light of our own, our own genius ideas or plans, or we could look to the light that somehow is associated with Christ. Somehow light is associated with God and, and especially the, the first and second coming. And remember in Revelation, I, I'm, 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 not, I'm not trying to give it away, isn't there a, a point in Revelation, something about maybe not needing the sun? Do you remember something about that? I, I'm not going to look it up now because I, maybe you'll find something there. Just look in the end of Revelation, something about maybe the sun is not needed because there's, there's light. The darkness is gone. Forty nine thousand people killed themselves in twenty twenty two. I don't have the numbers for twenty twenty three, but twenty twenty two was a record level. Sometimes our darkness does not lead us down a path to suicide, but it can lead us to a path of despair, 
discouragement, give up. Sometimes that darkness is of our own doing, our own sin, our own failure, our own foolishness, our own mistakes. Sometimes it's because of circumstances beyond your control, my control, and we find ourselves there and we're like, how did I end up here? And you're just like, yeah, I, I don't know what to do. Sometimes it's nothing major. It's just maybe a, a culmination of things that happen. Look, this and 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 this. But I sometimes think, what light does the world have? Today, I was trying to do some other things, and I had a Bart Ehrman podcast on. It just happened to be on, and I didn't listen to all of it. I think his podcast is called Misquoting Jesus, and you know, he was basically how Christians try to put restrictions on God. And then he was, you know, of course, going after the Bible. And and, and again, Bart Ehrman, I mean, there's, look, there, I, I don't always agree with everything he has to say. I do, I do think he set, brings up points that sometimes Christians are unwilling to admit. But I mean, obviously he's, he left Christianity. He's a, he's a Bible critic. It's just weird that someone who's left Christianity as a Bible critic spends his whole life talking about the very thing that he left. It's just, it's just a weird thing, but okay. Um, but I'm like, okay, so let's just say you're right, that Christianity is not true. Uh, Christianity is filled with logical fallacies and we're all idiots and the Bible is not true. And I was just like, well, what, 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 well, then what, then what, then do I throw out the idea of a creator? So then what, like, and I'm like, where would be light? Where would be light? No real purpose. Now, I understand believing in God creates its own deep philosophical problems. Trust me, I understand, right? I, I, I'm i the first to admit that, hey, to believe in God raises serious questions about pain and about suffering, and I don't have any good answers. And Bart Ehrman, it was suffering. It's the idea of suffering in the world which drove him away from Christianity. It wasn't his struggle with the scriptures. It was the presence of suffering. God and their suffering. Well, why is there suffering? And then he he was given some really horrible, horrible answers by many Christians, obviously. Instead of Christians just saying, I don't know if we have any good answers. An all-powerful, all-knowing God creates a world that's filled with so much darkness and pain and suffering. Yes, some of that pain and suffering is caused by us, but it's caused by us. But God knew it would be caused by us. And we could go on and 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 on. I under, and he, he's very good at bringing up all of those logical issues and philosophical issues, but when, but, but he leaves you with nothing. So where's hope then? Look, whether you, whether you remove God or add God, the suffering still remains. <laughs> okay. The suffering is still there. The pain is still there. The darkness is still there. Where is light? Is your light like, oh, I know this suffering helps me disprove that God doesn't exist and Christianity is not true. Is that light? You still get the same pain and suffering. So what's your explanation for it? It's just, well, it just happens. Too bad. Now, I understand Christianity may not add any more light to it. But if there is a God and he created, and I got to hope, even though I'm confused, that there is some light in all of this. Look up all the scriptures you can find about light. Have them ready. And on Sunday, your church may have an Advent wreath or your church may think Advent wreaths are the work of the devil. 
they think they're the work of the devil, then don't use an Advent wreath. I doubt your church thinks candles are a work of the devil. So just have the candle without the wreath, okay? Light it or sit in darkness if you can. You may want to wait till Sunday night. Embrace that darkness. Feel that darkness. After three, four minutes, light the candle. Then just think about the light. There's light. And then if you have the verse memorized, then say it. If not, read the verse that you found about light. Think about it for a few minutes. Then you can do the Advent, the, the uh, lectionary readings for the day, right? You can do the lectionary readings for the day. And then you can end by reciting or reading that verse about light again. And then pray and then call it a night. Let's try to embrace the things about light because there's no question about it. There's darkness around us. Sadly, there's darkness in us, our own sinful nature. And I think there's darkness coming in 2024. Let us be children of the light. Oh, that's that's another scripture. Where, where's that? Where's that? There. So in Revelation, we have there's no need for the sun. Uh, okay, there, there's going to be something about light there. And then we're to be children of the light. There's another one about light. Right? So there, I think I've given you two. I've given you John 1 and John 8. There's, there's a total of about four already. I think I've already given you four already. If you compile your list, or and you don't have to, you don't have to send me every one you find. Just send me the ones you like, the ones you you want to use. Your five, your ten, your fifteen, because you've got four weeks. I mean, just think about it. I can't. It's hard to even comprehend. We're we're this close to Christmas. So email me newsif at yahoo.com. That's newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. Thanks for listening. God bless.